GM Droids, welcome to Moonbrain. My name is Gregory Swimmery, but we're friends, so you can call me Greg. Swim. It's been a minute, but I have got a killer episode for you guys today. Uh, we've got the boss, John, on board, as well as Adam from Amir Mining. Now, look, this will hopefully answer all of your mining questions and get you excited about what the DAO is setting up. It's a great episode, and I hope you guys all enjoy it as much as I have enjoyed making it. Speaking of which, I spent three years getting a degree in radio broadcasting, but somehow, of all the people involved in this episode, it's my audio that's diabolical. Also, don't ask me how you can spend three years studying radio. It makes no more sense to me now than it did then. Anyway, let's start as we always do by me seamlessly transitioning into the interview as if it's just happening now, although we know it's not because I've already said what's going to happen in the interview. So don't think about it too much. It gives me great joy to welcome Adam from Amir onto the show. Adam, how's it going? Yeah, thank you. Thank you first for having me. So just to give you a brief uh, recap for what we are mining Casper right now. It's because the recently the blockchain has risen. I think it made about to 300% those last three, four months. So it made sense to, to, to mine those coins because they're really, really profitable right now. ROI announced on most of those miners are below six months, so around six months. So they are currently the, the most profitable miners on the market. And at the same time, new miners get out, new new manufacturers get out with Casper um, mining machines. So. You know, the, the timing made sense for us to, to jump into the opportunity. We were one of the first mining companies to offer it to our customers. So we just, you know, jumped into it and started to, to make money right away from this opportunity. And it's still going, like profitability-wise, profitability it's went down a bit because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people have are starting to jump into the, the opportunity as well. But it still makes sense for us to mine Caspa as of now because we get an... A return of less than 10 months yeah so adam uh, you're just saying the 10 month payback like this is crypto right people think 10 months i mean in real life investing a 10 month payback it's it's more than 100 in a year that's fantastic but what i mean is there a benchmark you keep in your mind that you sort of look for so when things tip over a particular time frame you think okay we should go for that like for example what would you normally assume bitcoin is right now but if Casper went above a certain number, when does it become unattractive? Like, is there a sweet spot for you? Six to eight months? You know, it's probably has to be centered in what's realistic. Yeah. So before making a decision like this, we usually look at the blockchain in, in itself, the technology. If we believe in it personally, uh, I don't know if you're aware of what Casper is. It's actually one of the first block dagger. Um, that has implemented his, his, his block list technology successfully. And uh, they're about to launch a mainnet, I think, fairly soon, at least a testnet soon. And if they start to implement, you know, smart contract functionalities, DeFi could come to this, uh, to this chain. And it's mad because of the really, really high speed of transactions. I, I think they, they can go for now to 100 blocks per second. So it's about 100,000 transactions per second, if I'm not mistaken. And they want to go, I think, up to 1,000, so a million transactions per second, which be, would be more than, you know, Visa, MasterCard, even Solana combined. So if they manage to do what they're planning to do, it, could, it would be a huge blockchain to invest in. So it's not only the, the profitability that we're looking at, but also the technology behind the different coins that we're looking to mine. 
uh, Caspa made sense because of the profitability, of course, and the risk is kind of offset by the potential growth of the of the token. What's a realistic ROI? Like you were saying just then, hey, ten months for Caspa is still pretty good. I know it was a bit more, it was a bit less earlier, and that was super attractive. But what's a realistic number? Other people, some people hear ten months in crypto and they think, oh, that's too long. But in reality, I think that's for Bitcoin. It would be longer than that right now, wouldn't it? Yeah, for for Bitcoin, we're looking at 15, 16, even 18 or 20 months, depending on, on the miners. Um, it might seem a bit, you know, n not really attractive for people that are into DeFi and stuff, but it's really, really safer than just, you know, dumping your money in, in a random meme coin or, you know, low market cap token and ho hoping for, uh, for a 10x in, in one year. I've been there. I've done that. Personally, personally, if I talk about my experience, uh, the only thing that has consistently brought me money in the crypto space was mining. So wherever I invested into NFTs or, or different tokens, as long as I had this part, like a chunk of my my portfolio into, into mining, I knew I was going to make returns. You know, it's guaranteed returns. It's predictable returns because, you know, you, you, there, there are calculators. You, you, you can know how much you're gonna earn per day, so you can make predictions and see, and see if you're gonna earn that much back. Uh, it depends on your personal strategy. After, like, for your question, specific question on what are we looking at for 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 different tokens, if we want to mine them or not. At the end of the day, we only are here to handle your miners. So if you you tell me that you want to mine some, you know, dark token, I'll take a look try to advise you but if you want to mine it anyway uh you know we could do it um that actually kind of leads me on to a question which is probably where i should have started the interview if i was um a better uh podcaster which is maybe talking a little <laughs> bit about um waimea is that one now am i saying that right waimea or is it more french emia uh, yeah in what, french we say emia mining but um, uh i i guess the the, the correct translation <laughs> for english would be waimea yeah uh, oh, no, I will, I will, I will carry on as it's meant to be said. Could you tell us a little about EBIA and and how you kind of uh, came to be and and, and what, how it all started? Yeah, so short story long, uh, long story short, <laughs> we I started during my my engineering studies. So my my student student room in Paris, I uh, started to get a couple miners, a couple of GPUs for myself, uh, to to pay for my for my for my school, to pay for my you know expenses. And little by little, I got interest from family, from friends, and it grew up, it grew, it grew, and I couldn't, you know, hold every miners in my room anymore. So I said, you know what, let's start, let's start make, taking this seriously and, you know, try to rent some space, uh, take on more clients. Sorry. And it Sorry grew to like interrupt. This. Was, your, was, was your room really hot at that point with all the stuff, all the yeah. computers in it? I think I'm, I might have some pictures. I could share them with you if you want. It was like... <laughs> I was in a really, really small room, dorm room. It was nine square meters. So I don't know how much is that in feet, but really small. And uh, I had this, you know, raised bed. And under under it, it was the, the GPUs running. And I bought this big AC to, to cool down the, the room. It was really, really not. Oh, I'll say that in French because it's tough. Environmentally friendly. That's it. It no, must have been very hard to keep the ladies away from that room, I bet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of cool, you know. The, you see those lights, you hear the noise, and 
Yeah, a bit. Some parties. <laughs> and but so what yeah. you started started in the dorm room and then you know got family and friends on board and then sorry I, I keep interrupting but where did you you head after that after that um it was actually uh actually saw the nft opportunity was in 2021 so i tried to rode the wave and i needed capital so i sold my miners my first mistake uh, sold my miners, invested into NFTs, and got rug pulled. <laughs> so sorry, sorry about my life. But uh, after after this uh, this hits, I thought to myself, that's why I was I told you what what can I? Uh, the only thing I know that made me consistent money in crypto was mining. So I, I started to build an NFT project actually. Uh, because I wanted to take my revenge on the world, and not not by rug pulling people, but like building an NFT project that would make people earn money. So I tried to combine the two things I knew. I knew how to code, and um, and I knew how to do mining. So I tried to build an NFT project that was gonna allow people to invest into mining and distribute the rewards, you know, accordingly to your to your holdings and stuff. Um, I got approached by a big. French mining company, which, you know, we negotiated for, for a bit for, 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 for them to get me on board with my project. Uh, they were actually offering a lot of money, uh, but I would lose my freedom and uh, the, the ownership of my project. So uh, I worked with them as CTO for a couple of months, three months to be exact. And uh, at the end of the day, it didn't happen. So I just went on alone trying to, trying to make that happen. Uh, in the uh, in my way, I changed from you know trying to build the NFT project because you needed to raise heavy capital to start you know marketing and stuff. I was planning to raise at least five hundred thousand, and it was tough at the time because NFTs were starting to to drop a bit. You know the hype was starting to 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 slow down, and so I just switched to uh, to a normal mining company, and that's how Ymir was born. And so, I guess one of the one of the things with mining is the big factors is the cost of electricity, right? And so what is, um, what's, what's the sort of secret source that you guys have got there? What's the access to, to cheap yeah. power? How does that work? So, so basically I learned everything from my time at this French mining company where we went to the U S we went to, to Iceland, we went everywhere and negotiated deals with electricity companies. I learned how the business worked. It's mainly, uh, you know, this business is based around information. What information do you have? What people, you know, that could try to get you those prices? What countries seems more interesting than others? And once you have, you know, those block of information, you can try to narrow down the countries that you should look into and the deals that you, you can look for and that makes, makes sense for you to, to have. I won't tell you everything, of course, on how we find the deals, but, uh, you know, manage to, to learn how to secure some pretty sweet deals. Uh, through my time there so that's what i did when i i jumped out for for my own project and so um and so are you are you purely based in uae now no we have uh some some deals in oman in russia we also had south america going right now we stopped we stopped uh we stopped it there because of the import tax that were you know 40 percent import tax on miners which would almost double like you know 50 percent more on your miner is quite an expensive entry point. So right now we're focusing here in, the, in this region because you know it's cheaper to, to import goods. 
and electricity is uh, similar, so that's similar price. So it makes more sense for us to try to increase our capacities over here. Over here. So Adam, for people listening, do you want to just give us a bit of an overview of, of Wymere, you know, talk about the company, where you're registered. Obviously, you guys are uh, all above board. Everything is contracted. I'll leave it to you to explain, but um, I'm sure people listening would like to hear more about that. We uh, actually, all of our team is doxed uh, on our website. There's our LinkedIn profiles, Twitter profiles, uh, information about us, details. Uh, the company is registered in the U.S. We can send you the, the number, you know, the registration license number. You can double check for yourself. Uh, we have uh, a lot of customers already, so you can go ahead, go on Trustpilot, uh, watch our, you know, the ratings, you know, try to contact, reach out to those people that have commented on our company and ask them some questions, confirm that the company is true. We have also those WhatsApp and, and uh, Telegram groups for, for customers. So you can directly chat between yourself, old customers to, to see how we're handling their equipment, if they're happy, if they're not happy. How are the operations going overall? So don't just take my word for it. You can, you know, take the steps and go ask uh, our older customers, clients and see for yourself. Nice. And, and so the specifically the opportunity for droid that we're talking about at the moment this casper mining um what um so we talked about that kind of the return of about 10 months at the moment what are some of the the risks of, of this investment um you know as in any investments you know even for bitcoin the risk would be that the token doesn't hold its value and it drops down that's that's a risk first first thing first second risk would be maybe hardware so if the miner have some hardware issue, uh, so we have wa a warranty on them, uh, all of them, so one year. And after that, uh, all the repairs we can make our, ourselves or we'll, we'll contract some people for some of the miners that we don't know how to work on. And, you know, we just pay for the reparation. Should Won't be an issue. It might make you lose a bit of revenue, but that's it. Uh, maybe other risks associated with mining is a bit more technical, which is around the difficulty of mining. Uh, so if more people are mining the same coin, the rewards will need to be distributed between more people, of course, so you earn less. Um, and I think that's it. That's about it. Yeah. So if I'm listening to this and I own a mining unit with my mirror and then I hear about repairs being needed or some of the units not performing as well as others do you just want to talk us through like how you guys manage that like because that's obviously yeah. what people are paying you for right like that's what that's sure. the service so so when sure. when units aren't working well what do you guys do when they need to be repaired how do you monitor that do you want to just take us through that part of the business sure so uh first thing first you, you did well to ask me this question because on the new miners and new opportunities, usually what we do is that we do pools of customers. And so instead of you having to rely on your only your miner and you know if you have issue, you have to unplug your miners for repair and you're, you're losing revenue for a few, few weeks or months even sometimes, uh, what we did here is to create a pool where everyone would pull his miners together and be rewarded according to your, your hashing power to your, to your miner. And so if any issue occurs with any miners at all, it won't make that much of a difference on the operation overall. So probably lose about 5% revenue or if one miner, one miner goes off, or even less now that we're increasing the number of miners. Uh, 
this system actually allow us to to de-risk the clients. Uh, we, we ask, it, of course, every client if he wants to go into the pool or if he wants to mine for itself and take the risk of his miner having some issues. So this system allows us to, to reduce that risk that I mentioned earlier. Uh, not a lot of companies do this, actually, because it's really hassle to handle, especially on new coins. But we we really want to take the take it a step further and 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 try to make it as risk free as possible. We do have some issues right now on some of the miners, but you know that you didn't even notice it before. You know, I told you because um, because of this system, you know, you probably lost five, ten, eight percent of the rev total revenue. But it's not like if you lose a miner. Uh, out of two miners and you lose 50% of your revenue for 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 a few weeks so mm -hmm. in, in terms in terms of repair um, most of the miners we can handle ourselves at the factory uh, if they're not under warranty of course because if they are under warranty we we can't open them and claim the warranty from the manufacturer so all the miners under warranty for between for between ones um, they have a repair center in the UAE so probably take a few days or a few weeks at max. And for other miners, we'll have to send them back to the manufacturers overseas. So sometimes it might take longer. And all other repair we can do on site ourselves. No big deal. Uh, we only re reduce the cost from your operation or make you, we can make an invoice and you, you pay for the reparation. And, uh, and how long does a miner last for? Like we talk about the repairs, you know, the warranty, I think, just from remembering talking to you is about a year on these new caspers but just even speaking generally like when you set up a farm and someone buys a miner from you how long do you realistically or should they think in their mind i'm going to be able to get returns from this unit for you know two years three years i mean that sounds like a long time in crypto but what, what do you what do you think is a, a good number for people to to just assume yeah so this depends on every miner uh, every new batch of miners but we have now a historical data for that to answer this question because the first asic miners dedicated to mining have went out a few few years ago now i think half a decade ago so we 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 saw that the first batch of miners that were created held about four to six years so like the lifespan of, a, of an asic miner is between five four to six years and the new the new models are actually more efficient and are supposed to hold even longer than this. But the issue is that they might not be profitable for, for more than four, four, five, six years. So there are two Why? questions. The questions of you know if the miners will hold the, the charge in terms of hardware. The question if mm -hmm. that the difficulty would wouldn't have increased too much in those four, five, six years for your miners to not be profitable anymore. For the first so one, it's a, it's a it's a technology thing, is it? Like you're saying that if I have, if I buy a miner today, it might still be running in four years, but the technology of the new miners that are coming into the market then might actually mean that the miner you have it's just simply it can't go. It's not it's not up to scratch. Exactly. It's like your car your car stops doesn't go fast enough to win the race. Exactly, and uh, on but but there's uh, some kind of nuance that we need to take into account it's that you know usually the the silicon races was uh the moore's law was like you can double the, the the computing power every every two years um it was true up until now where the the latest chips i think uh are seven nan nanometers for for the bitmains one if i'm not mistaken 
uh, I have to double check this information, but we're really, really reaching the limits of how many transistors we can fit on the, on the chip. So probably the next batch of future miners won't be as powerful as, as the, you know, in the past years. So the hash rate, the difficulty would, should probably slowly decrease in terms of, um, you know, it was doubling every two years. Now it, it will probably be less than that. So, you know, it's, I sh it's a complicated question to answer. While while we're talking about it, then just for the just for some of the beginners, um, and uh, what's what is mining difficulty? Then you kind of have alluded to it, but just if you were to sort of if, if you were ChatGBT, what's your answer to me when I say, well, can you just explain mining difficulty to me in a really simple way and, and the yeah, doubling of difficulty and hash rate? Explain mine, mining difficulty for a five-year-old. So if we're exactly two people uh, gathering, I don't know, apples from a tree. There's ten apple in that tree. We'll probably get about you know five each on average or if you're faster than me you'll get six i get four or the opposite but if we are three people trying to get those the same apples probably get about three three and four and etc if there's 10 people trying to get all those apples probably get one each on average so the difficulty of mining is 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 exactly this so there's a certain amount of token that can be mined every x amount of time for bitcoin is 10 minutes it's six Bitcoin. So the more people are chasing those Bitcoins, the more the Bitcoin will need to be split between, you know, the, the chasers. And so on average, you will earn less if there's more people trying to, to get the same Bitcoin as you. So that's mining difficulty. Um, and I got one, uh, it might be a dumb question about Casper. Um, is, um, is there like a halvening or, or anything that happens with that particular token? It's actually a smart question and not a dumb question. <laughs> it's a very good question. Thanks, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> because Jasper works a bit differently than Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin has a halving every four years. Jasper is bringing thing, uh, bringing different approach where where they have this not not supposed to be called a halving because you know it's not doesn't slice the the number of reward by two, but every month Jasper reduces uh, their rewards by X percent. I think was four percent last last month, if I'm not mistaken, or six uh, for the month before that, and so uh, it's the same thing as Bitcoin, but they they kind of dilute it every month instead of you know once every four year, so that okay. the, the the price and the supply doesn't doesn't jump and up and down and it's quite more linear. Um, so how does that work for the for when you're sort of projecting returns and, and kind of rewards on these miners? It's uh, it's taken into account because, you know, for, for Bitcoin, it's the same story. Uh, each each four year, there's the halving happening. And a lot of people think that, you know, it won't be profitable anymore to mine Bitcoin. But that's because, that because the halving happened that the price of Bitcoin doubles because the people controlling the supply are the miners. And if the miners are not profitable, no one is going to mine this coin and, you know, that's why uh, Bitcoin price usually doubles after each halving, and it's the same thing for Caspa. As each time the the number of rewards gets slashed, the token is getting more and more rare, and so the, the price usually increases. So Adam, I know sometimes when we're talking, um, I always say to you something like, "Just give me a simple number for ABC scenario." And I know I always maybe I frustrate you because you think, John, it's it's more complicated than that. You've got to think of this, you've got to think of that. And I've heard you say some of those things even in 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 what you're explaining. But if I was 
fairly new and I don't have the technical knowledge that you do, can you give someone a sort of simple three or four step process that you would follow or you might even tell your friends to say, look, if you want to find this out for yourself, this is how you can estimate returns. Now, you're going to be better at simplifying this than me, but I'm sort of, I know that there are calculators out there online where you can go and people you could type in the hash rate, type in the difficulty assumption, but some people don't know what to put in. So you did a good job before on mining difficulty. Is there a way you can simplify for someone how they can start doing their own research on the question, am I going to make money buying a miner? Like what are the, what, what would you, what do you normally recommend? The main factor that you need to take into account is, is difficulty, mining difficulty. So how much people will jump into that and try to, to get the same reward as you. And the second one is the price, of course, of the token, which is really hard to predict. So we base ourselves on the, you know, the blockchain that we believe in. If you believe in Bitcoin, that Bitcoin will rise, it makes sense for you to go for mining. If you believe that Gaspar will rise, it make, again, it makes sense for you to go for, for mining Gaspar. Um, and uh, the last one will be, of course, your, your, your investments. Uh, according to, to the miner that you can get the ratio between your investment and your, the hashing power that you can get with all with those three four you know settings i think you can already do a pretty good job by of uh, estimating your future returns but again i'm going to repeat myself it's more complicated than this cuz there you know there's a lot of details you need to, to take into account uh, when you're doing this me, that's my job, of course, uh, and that's what we are here for as well. Advise customers and try to run the numbers with them. I've, I've run the numbers with a few of, of, of the Droid people, so I explain to them again and show them how they can do it for themselves. But yeah, there's. I think the best way to do it would be to either to, to, to watch the video that I've done or Google it for, for having more information, but you need to take into account network difficulty price of the token and of course your initial investment and how long will it take to to get your money back yeah for those listening by the way we did a video with adam oh might have been three three or four months back where adam actually runs people through how to complete their own forecasts on mining roi so there's calculators online you can use where you can make you can you can put in your assumptions around mining difficulty um cost of uh purchasing the unit things like that the price and it'll spit out for you profitability. So look, we'll, we'll link that video with with this recording, so people can go and check that out after the fact. Quick reminder that the the, the miners that you buy are your property, and they also go up with the market. If, for example, tomorrow Caspar do a 10x, your miners will probably follow in terms of price. So you would be able to sell it as well. So you you'll make your money, and then you can sell the miners as well. And it's, it's a double win-win in that case. It's a bit harder to sell a miner, but you know, we can find you some 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 pretty good deal. You know, Adam. So so obviously we've covered Casper, but there is also uh, another big dog in the room, the Bitcoin miner. Um, what's and and obviously you've got the halving coming up. What's um, what's going to happen, and what's your predictions? Yeah, for for Bitcoin mining is a different story in terms of returns, but it's also a different story in terms of risk. Bitcoin has Bitcoin mining has a history of now more than fourteen years. Uh, I think it's even 15, 16 years. So 16 years of history of Bitcoin mining always made a return doing Bitcoin mining. So historically, if you look at the charts, you would have always made money by doing Bitcoin mining. 
that's why the returns are are less interesting because a lot of people are, are aware of this fact and the fact that it's less risky to mine bitcoin and but it's still if we compare that to i don't know if we compare that to DeFi, it might not be that interesting you know making 60 60 40 60 80 percent a year uh compared to you know DeFi, but it's really is interesting for bigger capital maybe for people that are looking to invest more money and get those you know 40 60 80 percent per year uh on on bitcoin itself i think that's uh that's a good way to 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 talk about bitcoin fairly easily so, so that people can understand and and you know compare with caspa it's mainly uh an issue of, of risk you know it's 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 the risk risk free mining Bitcoin. I would I would advise it to to everyone I know mining Casper. Maybe not. Is and I mean we obviously we've got the Casper opportunity now. Do you think in the future um, there might be Bitcoin mining opportunities um, for Droid? Yeah, for sure. We're um, discussing this actually currently with uh, with John, and uh, we're we're working on something or. Fairly soon. I think we could answer this question fairly soon on, on what offer we can make for the droid community and for, for other people as well. Yeah, like like Adam was saying, I mean, uh, that's exactly what we're trying to work towards. But um, hopefully people can understand that behind every offer and we just talked about these things, you know, that they sit in a in a in a container somewhere. There's an employee looking at them. It's plugged into power. There's there's contracts, negotiations with multiple parties behind all of them. And um, we could we could give an offer tomorrow and, and 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 adam could easily offer us one but it might not be attractive you know we could easily put people into bitcoin miners and sell them a dream but as we've heard like there's uh it's not an easy market necessarily to make money on you have to have the right facility the right people operating it the right unit but ultimately as well you need the right cost of electricity right. which is a big cost factor so um, it's easy to find a powerpoint plug a miner in but people will realize pretty quickly that um they're probably losing money so what we're doing is trying to find something sustainable um, and profitable that everyone feels safe in and it operates, you know, like a business basically. And uh, often people get seduced in crypto because a lot of things don't operate uh, as a business, which is why they either exist for a short time and rug um, or they're a Ponzi or it falls apart. So, um, you know, watch this space is what we, what I think I can say. We're certainly working um, with Wyme closely to, to try and do the best thing we can. But um, we don't want to provide any guarantees because, as we said, there's a negotiation at every point. Um, everyone's got to take their cut. Um, and it's just about finding the right balance. Uh, just remember, you, 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 once you mentioned it, uh, that, you know, there, there are physical containers that everyone can is, is happily invited to, to come visit. So if you guys are, are in the region, I can take you to a tour into a real Bitcoin mining facility so you can see for yourself and even see your miners if you're already invested with us. So there's that on top on top of this as well that I, we didn't mention earlier. Um, at the opposite end of Bitcoin, are there any other um, like proof of work coins that you are looking at, They're like emerging emerging tokens? We I'm actually looking every day for new for new tokens. There are hundreds of proof of work coins. I'd say 80% of them are, are usually scams or, or don't go anywhere. So this is the, the, the issue with you know doing early proof of work mining on those tokens. Uh, the capex requirement also is uh, fairly risky. You know you have to buy a lot of GPUs, but, but you can start the, with this part of, of mining. It's more of a gamble than an investment really. 
because you know you're investing in those. I'm listening. Those early, I'm listening. Early, <laughs> <laughs> because you're investing into those early, you know, projects, and sometimes you know the team's not even docs, and and they're promising uh, skies and moons, and but but there's actually not nothing behind them. There's no technology. There's nothing. They're just trying to get, you know, people to mine their token, create some kind of hype, and and get out with the with, with the money. So. It's a riskier game, but if you're mining early enough a token um, that managed to, to, to blow up in the, in the future, yeah, we're talking about millions from a couple of thousand dollar investment. So how do I get but, onto this DGN uh, mining operation? So we, we have, we, we mentioned it with John actually to maybe propose something in, in, in those lines. I'm not sure it's a good idea because uh, it sounds it sounds you know interesting and and of course it sounds uh, attractive, but at the end of the day, it's, as I told you, it's, it's it's more of a gambling. So we wouldn't want people to 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 fall for it because of the returns, to see only the returns and to not see the risks. Sorry, John, I've probably derailed things here with. Um... <laughs> no, no, we need we need some humor. We need some. Adam, do you feel like there's anything in particular you want to cover again? The, the process is very simple. Jump on. We have a Telegram group. We have a WhatsApp group. We jo you jump in if you're interested, and we'll we'll send you all the informations, contracts, uh, and answer your questions individually. Might be even be able to make some some calls with some of some uh, some of the people that are interested. Uh, I would just maybe add some some bits about security, like as we mentioned, uh, all the team is doxed. Uh, available informations are available online about the company. Uh, you can come visit the container physically, see them see it for yourself. I've already met with Salman. We didn't uh, mention it, but we, I've met with Salman physically here in the region. I'd also be happy to meet with John when time, the times come. But uh, yeah, it's a long way. It's a long way from uh, Australia, but yeah, we've, we've we've done Zooms. That's that counts these days. Yeah, I guess so. And one one final question I had was um, uh, Sosison. Um, I hadn't Sosison. had uh, yes. yes. Did you have a particular favorite? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm always, I'm just always on, the, always on the lookout. I, I'd never tried it before until I'd been in France, Pepe. and uh, I had it for the first time. Pepper. Yeah. Okay. Pepper one. I don't know, man. You asked me about cheese. Okay. I, I could answer. Probably raclette. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that might be that might be a separate podcast. <laughs> Uh, if you want, mate, whenever you want, I'll be discuss cheese, oh, cheese and bread, and, and croissant. Well, welcome, welcome back to Cheese Talk. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Um, all right, look, it's, it's been so it's been so great, and um, you know, like I, I, I know very little about this world, and just having kind of listened to you talk and and explain how it all works, it seems to make so much sense. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very excited about uh, about getting involved. Sure, thank you for having me, and happy yeah, to. Thanks for your time, man. To, to discuss and, and, and answer your questions whenever they occur. Always available for, for AMAs. If uh, if anything happens or if we're you know diving deeper into the typical mining thing as well. All right, that was Adam from Amir and of course our blessed Messiah John Droid. What an episode. Can you believe that I was dumb enough to record that episode and then not get myself organized in time to jump into this Casper mining scenario? So what I'm kind of hoping is that sparks enough interest for a third syndicate. 
Look, I, I would buy one myself, but um, remember, I spent three years studying radio instead of something useful. So for that reason, I'm not as rich as I'd like. Hence, I'm a syndicate guy. Either way, I'm sure there's a lot of exciting opportunities on the horizon. Thank you for joining me on Moon Brain. I'm Greg Swim, and I'll be back next time with more Moon, more Brain. Peace!